We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Saturday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Benicio, welcome to the final show of uh, this week, the second week of January 2016. Yeah, I'm uh, actually pretty happy. I had a lot of Jimmy Butler in my early lineups yesterday um, and a lot of Mario Chalmers. So I got a hundred and I don't know, was it 130 fantasy points out of those two guys together? Um, So I had a good early showing. And then in my late lineups, for some reason, and actually not even for some reason, I had Rodney Hood because he made a lot of sense in a paced up game against Sacramento. And that didn't work out too well. He was uh, negative one at halftime. So I did I did I did well in my all day slates or my you know, actually not all day because there was like a two o'clock game or something like that in England. But I did well in the seven o'clock lock slate. I did not do well in the late night slate, but I, I actually had a whole bunch of Laker exposure and a bunch of those guys kind of saved a few of my 50 50s to not make it a horrible late slate. So pretty good day overall. Not going to complain. Yeah, I think it's um, not too. Uh, bad of a week overall for me uh, as well. I think we've gotten into a, and 
to a little bit of a groove here with some some players that have been sort of tried it true at least for cash games and we have sort of the same similar theme here today on today's slate uh before we get started don't forget that the rotowire dfs podcast is available on itunes and stitcher for your download convenience don't forget to share subscribe and go for five stars if you figure out a way to cheat code us into six stars we would definitely appreciate that all right, point guard position up for the Saturday slate. We got eight uh, games, 16 teams in action. Let's talk about what you want to do here at the point guard position. Do you do you think that this is probably one of the best days we've had for point guards pretty much all season? It's there's su- about it's super strong. Yes. Yeah. There's there's about seven guys that I want to play, but I, I broke it down into the four guys who I think are in the best spots and have everything going for them. So. Um, starting at the top, Chris Paul against Sacramento. Uh, you know, again, Sacramento, fast-paced team. Chris Paul's a guy who, look at his game logs, 56, 50, 57, 52 in his last four games. His price is about 9K. Uh, so he's, you know, the top option here for me, getting a paced-up game. He's been playing well. I think the Clippers have won like 10 in a row, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've, they've been absolutely on fire, and obviously Chris Paul's been a big reason for it. Playing 30, 35 minutes, you know, putting up 20 points, getting his 10 assists. He's rebounding really well, too. He's putting up like five or six rebounds a game. He's, you know, always been one of the guys that's up towards the top of the league in steals. You know, four steals, three steals, two steals, one steal in his last four. Um, So he's playing really, really well right now. So if you're going to pay up, you know, Chris Paul is a viable option. I like him better than like the Steph Curry, John Wall, um, who are all in the same kind of price range. So I think Paul's probably my top option. The other guy that's kind of expensive that I would pay up for as well is Damian Lillard. Um, Again, another guy who's just been absolutely unreal over the last week. 48, 69, 57, 52 uh, DraftKings points in his last four games. You know, playing 37, 37, 43 minutes. Only played 28 minutes against Utah, but he still managed to put up 52 fantasy points in his last one. He's also up to about 9K right now. So... For me, Damian Lillard and Chris Paul are probably the top two options. Um, I, I like both of the matchups too. I, I I can't really decide. Like if you ask me, okay, you got one spot and nine, you know, ninety two hundred. Who are you playing? I, I don't know which one of them I would like more at the moment because you got Lillard going up against Philly. You got Chris Paul going up against Sacramento. Two really good spots for point guards. Um, I think I would probably lean Paul, but. I wouldn't argue with anybody who went Lillard on the other side of it either. Um, how, how does that work out for you if you had those two to choose from? And, you know, Steph Curry, John Wall is like the four guys in that price range. I like Paul and Lillard the best of those four. And like I said, I think Paul would be my top option of the, you know, really pricey guys to pay up for. Yeah, I have Paul by hair um, in this spot because he's been a guy that, um, you know, the situation there that they have with. Uh, the LA Clippers and their lack of offense. They Paul, Chris Paul has been forced to get into the twenty points per game range uh, quite often there, and he, you know he didn't do it against Miami, but they still got the win, and he still produced fifty two and a half fancy points because he put up a complete line. So he's been forced to rebound more, uh, uh, provide provide more steals. 
there as well. He's really just turned into a, a dual doll guy. So I have him by a hair, and the price is really actually you know razor thin. Damon Little was actually a hundred dollars more expensive than Paul, um, which you know doesn't sound like a big thing, but it it all matters there on, on a slate like this where we're gonna have to we might pinch in some pennies. So I have Paul by a hair, and uh, the, you know what? Um, Ish Smith is a guy who I probably want on the other side of that for seven k. Mm-hmm. So what I'm gonna do be doing is just you know marking down these guys here in gpps and saying hey you know uh, i'm gonna have a Lillard lineup because Lillard's in a great spot against philly uh, ish smith has been super consistent and then down there in in the cheap territory i'm gonna be riding up mario chalmers if yep. uh, mike conley sits again uh chalmers has been unreal since uh, uh chalmers has uh, uh sorry chalmers has been unreal since uh, mike conley has been out of the lineup there and it, it's a, a game against new york uh which you know isn't uh like a I, I always thought that you, we could target Jose Calderon for, what, for whatever reason. Like he keeps showing up in terms of DVP with um, you know pretty good ratings overall. But regardless of that, at the 6,300 range, and we saw what Chalmers did against Detroit, uh, goes for 25 and 8 with four steals, good for 7.6 times value. I think you just have to at least have to have some GPP exposure there. And well, and if Conley sits, he's probably even safe for cash games. Uh, so that's how I ended up um, building my roster there. There are there are some other options that we can sort of take a look at here. You know, uh, John Wall has been uh, playing at a pretty high level, and you know, Rajon Rondo on the other side. As long as Demarcus Cousins is is uh, supremely beasting the way he has, and he's going to feast, especially if uh, DeAndre Jordan uh, misses in this uh, Saturday game as well. You could definitely make a case for him as well. He might put up like 20 assists uh, in, in in that matchup. But I'm going to probably limit um, the most of my cash or gpp exposure to those top four options that we just discussed so paul lillard ish and uh mario thomas for me are, are going to round out my top four all right let's go ahead and uh i think we've got that those bases covered and we could spend all day talking about point guard but uh, rather than do that let's go ahead and talk about shooting guard because we're gonna have to make some more decisions here um in this spot with some with some pretty good matchups we have la uh on the slate and we've got rodney hood in action and we and some people like you know you and i included probably felt like they got sold a little bit of a bag of goods yesterday against rodney hood uh and sacramento because that game was such a good dvp matchup um but here we are back with la are you are you willing to go back to the well on rodney yeah i mean again you know he had minus one in the first half he played absolutely horrible utah as a team looked atrocious in the first half i mean sacramento just basically was taking it to him mm-hmm. um you know, and then they and then they picked it up in the second half and actually made it a game. I think, you know, this has happened a lot with Sacramento this year. They come out hot a lot of the times, and they have blown some really big leads. Um, so they managed to hold on and, and win this game. But if you look at it, Rodney Hood had 18.75 fantasy points in the second half because he had a horrendous, you know, minus one in the first half and gotten a little bit of foul trouble and all that stuff. So I'm willing to go back to him. You look at the game log. You know, he's still, you know, he's a little bit pricey now. He's up around, like, 6K. Hopefully this bad game drops his price a little bit for the Saturday slate, maybe 56, 5,700. But he's put up 27, 31. Um, he missed a game against Miami. He had two bad games against Houston and San Antonio. Um, again, San Antonio is a team that we're always willing to excuse guys from because they're just that good defensively. And then he had 38, 47, and 41 in the three games before that. So... I don't know if I think he's safe enough for cash, but as a GPP play, I mean, he's definitely a guy that can get you that 30 to 40 point upside for less than 6K. You know, that's six, seven, eight times value. You know, that, that there's not a lot of guys that can do that. So I would be willing to go back to him. Um, the guy who I want to have 
The most exposure to, I think, is going to be uh, Chris Middleton. He has just been unbelievable lately. Um, you know, I like the matchup against Charlotte. He's, you know, not going to probably not going to be drawing Batum defense. I think that's going to wind up on you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo or however you say that guy's name. Um, but in the last four game, in the last five games, you got forty fantasy points, thirty nine, thirty seven, and forty five out of Chris Middleton with a bad game against the Knicks when, you know, they, you know, Knicks basically blew out Milwaukee and beat them by about fifteen points there. But the thing that I like about Middleton is, you know, we talked about it as like, you know, is is this bump up in his production sustainable? And when you look at the amount of minutes, the minutes that he got have gone from thirty, thirty five minutes to 38, 39, 38, 40, and 41 in his last five games. So if you're going to give me an average of 39 minutes from Chris Middleton um, for below 7K as well, you know, a guy that's putting up 35 to 45 fantasy points for me, that's 5 to 6X value right there. So I I think he's probably the safest guy um, that I'm going to be rolling out there and somebody that I'm going to have a lot of exposure to. Um, Other than Hood, the other two guys that are a little bit cheaper that I have my eye on, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, you know, again, he's another guy that plays a lot of minutes. I, um, you know, think he can come up with a decent game here. They're playing Golden State. I think one of the ways that you can kind of attack Golden State is at the shooting guard position. I think Clay Thompson is one of the weaker defenders that they have there. So I could see Caldwell Pope having a decent game. And then the other guy who I'm looking at is um, Avery Bradley, who basically is really, really cheap right now. He was out for a couple games, came back. Played 37, 38, and 41 minutes. So he's right back to, you know, where he was before the injury playing, you know, a ton of minutes. Even with Marcus Smart back too, which is kind of surprising to me that they're finding enough time on the court for Thomas Smith and Bradley. But that's been the way it's worked out. At, you know, 5,000, 5,200, you really only need like 25 fantasy points out of him. And if you look back before his injury where he missed three or four games there, you know, 25 to 35 fantasy points was, you know, pretty much what he was putting up every game. You know, 17 points, three or four assists, three or four rebounds, a couple steals, a block shot here or there. You know, so I think you can get 25 to 35 fantasy points out of him at $5,000, which makes Avery Bradley a, uh, you know, nice salary saver for me that I think I'm going to be using, especially if you're trying to fit in, like, the combination of Paul and Lillard. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to fit both of those guys in on a lineup that you pay up for a guy like Middleton. Um, if you do want to put a guy like Middleton in there, you're probably going to wind up having to go down at at least one of the point guard spots to like an Smith or a Mario Chalmers, which again, you know, I have no problem with it because I like all four of those point guards. Those are my top four as well. So, you know, depending on how you want to build your roster construction, if you're paying up, I think Middleton's the guy to target. If you want to come down, I think my favorite guy based on price as of now for the moment is probably going to be Avery Bradley. All right, I can see that happening. Uh, down in the cheap territory for GPPs, so I definitely want to get some exposure to Jamal Crawford at home against Sacramento here. The price tag has been super cheap and reasonable, and he's been paying it off. He hasn't been doing um, a ton, but at 4,100, uh, 22 fancy points is good for five and a half times value there. That's just 15 and four. He's got a ceiling of almost uh, 7x there, like he displayed against New Orleans, where he scored 21, 3, and 2. So uh, this is a guy that can crack 30 plus points and has done that. Um, in uh, back-to-back spots this season, uh, December 5th and 7th, with 43 and 35 fantasy points. 
there, and his, his price was actually up to 5600 or 5700 at the game after that at one point. So the price has fallen all the way down, and this is one of the ways that you can sort of definitely afford, afford a guy like Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, and get back some, some of that side that you spent. So you're, you're back into a regional range once we get to the small forward position. So I'm with you for, uh, for the most part with your calls, and I'm definitely going to be looking at um, potentially using <coughs> uh, Jamal Crawford for one of the guard slots or the utility slot. Um, if, or if I don't just altogether punt uh, uh, shooting guard um, with him in that cheap position there. Before Can we I, talk, go ahead. I was going to say, let me throw one more one more guy out at you because I'm not really sure how I want to go with it. So I want to kind of get a second opinion. How do you feel about Aaron Aflalo if uh, Carmelo Anthony's out? Oh, yeah, definitely going to get some exposure to him. Him and Porzingad are going to be two guys that you can definitely start locking into some lineups there as well. Don't super love it against uh, Memphis, not because Memphis is a great defensive team, because they aren't as good as they used to be anymore. It's just because the pace is, is a little bit slowed down. But having said that, Mario Chalmers um, is a guy who plays with a lot better pace than uh, Mike Conley, in, in, in my opinion, and will take a shot six seconds into the shot clock, unlike Mike Conley. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he will, he's definitely willing to like pull up for three at any point. Um, and uh, you definitely like that piece of it. So, um, yes, I'm with you. Exposure, Aflalo, and all the Aflalo, all the Porzing God that you want to get, at least in GPPs, if uh, Melo ends, ends up sitting with that ankle injury. All right, Small Forward is up next. But before we talk about that, don't forget that we still have the rotowire.com special going on here, a free 10-day trial for all of the people who um, love the podcast. You're going to love the website. Uh, don't forget you can check out all the lineup optimizers for all the major sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer, up-to-the-minute depth charts, customizable league projections, and our brand spanking new 2016 Fantasy Baseball Draft Kit uh, that has just been released. So you can download the um, PDF version, or um, if you sign up for a subscription beyond the 10 days, you can get your um, season-long copy mailed right to you. Uh, there uh, at rotowire.com slash pot. So make sure you check it out. Uh, check out the lineup optimizers and the, and the customizable league projections and the price tag, pag, price tag payoffs and projections that we use for this very show. Uh, rotowire.com slash pod. Sign up for your 10-day free trial. Let them know that Josh and Betty sent you, and uh, we can get this, uh, get this thing going. All right, small forward up next on the slate. Benny, let's talk about your top options here. Yeah, I basically have one option in each price range. So depending on how you're building your lineups, these are the three guys that I would look to uh, to sneak in there. If I have the money to pay up, I think I'm going to go with Gordon Hayward against the L.A. Lakers. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Hayward's been putting up like 35 to 45 fantasy points. Uh, basically has been you know doing a little bit more of everything across the board with Favors out and Alex Burks out. Um, so he's probably the top option and the only guy that I would really be looking to pay up for. You got Melo banged up. You got Batum, who's been banged up and, and slowly coming back from injury and not really playing up to up to his top level. So the only guy that I would really look to pay up for here is probably Gordon Hayward. Um, if I'm going down into the mid-range, I really like Harrison Barnes. Um, we talked about it last week that I was waiting for him to get back to playing the amount of minutes that he had been seeing earlier in the year. And in the last two games, he played 31 and, thir- and 29 minutes, came up with 28 and 29 fantasy points. Now, that doesn't sound like anything spectacular, but his price is only 5400 So if you're going to get, you know, Barnes putting up close to, you know, 28 to 30 fantasy points and doing it at 5400 that's a solid 5.5x value that he's returning for you. So as long as his price doesn't jump up too high, um, he's the guy that I'm looking at in the mid-range. Uh, 
And then if I'm coming down to cheap, and honestly, probably my favorite play at the position and the guy that I'm going to be going with is um, Derek Williams, as long as Carmelo Anthony's out. I don't care if he starts or not. I mean, we talked about it the other day. You know, everybody was like, ooh, Lance Thomas, Lance Thomas, Lance Thomas is starting. That's great. Lance Thomas can start and play his 12 minutes. The guy who's been seeing the bump in minutes and the bump in production with, you know, Melo banged up and Melo out has been Derek uh, Williams. Played 28 minutes in a game that Melo got hurt, uh, put up 28 fantasy points. Played 31 minutes in a game that Melo was out against Brooklyn, put up 42 fantasy points. I don't expect another 40 fantasy point game out of him, so kind of slow you to roll on that. I don't think he's going to be like a, you know, what do you go, 11 and a half, almost 12 times value in his last game. But if you're still getting him at below $4,000, I think he's safe for 25 to 30 fantasy points, which is 6 to 7x value for you. Plus, he offers you the chance to, you know, put a guy in there at 4K that can get you close to that 30 fantasy points that you need out of, you know, basically everybody on your roster that gives you the extra money to spend up and go get a Chris Paul or a Damian Lillard or, you know, some of the big guy options that we're going to talk about in a minute. All right. Um, I'm with you on Derek Williams. I'm glad you mentioned that because I almost slept on him a little bit, but the production has been unreal, and he's a super streaky player. So I've seen him play plenty in Sacramento. He's had these streaks like this where he looks like he should be playing 40 minutes, and then he comes back down to earth. So mm-hmm. I'm fine limiting against the GPP only, but you should definitely have some exposure. I'm agree with you there. Alfa Rucamino against Philly, that's the, the best um, position you can get into in terms of uh, fancy points allowed to the small forward position. Uh, doesn't do a, uh, a ton in terms of scoring, but will get you some rebounds. Came up with four block shots against Utah and has scored 31 fancy points or more in two straight contests, which is good for 6.2x. So I like that. It's just, you know, like a little cash safe play. Not a lot of overall scoring upside, but it's um, super safe. And then on the other side of that, too, I want to get exposure to Jay Crowder because it's Otto Porter, and we all love what Otto Porter does, which is, um, you know, Provide not, not, not yeah, not play defense. Is yes, what he does. Matador <laughs> defense for sure. So I'm definitely in on Otto Porter there as well. He's uh, uh, Jay Crowder has been a guy who's been producing like cash game level of production with 30 plus fancy points. Um, not a lot of scoring overall, um, but you know this is a spot where you might be able to get into the 40 point range because Otto Porter is so bad and he's actually banged up, too questionable for the Saturday game with a hip injury. So um, if they get into that spot and they have to play somebody who's out of position or undersized or just a backup like Ubre or you know Garrett Temple or something like that, you could see Drake Cutter have a big, big game and uh, so, uh, uh, you know we get into the 40 plus point territory. So I'm definitely going to be rostering. Uh, Jay Crowder, cash safe for me with some GPP upside. All right, power forward up next here, Benny. Let's talk about your top options here. Yeah, I think um, I think we got to start by talking about your boy, DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. He has now had one, two, three, four, five, six straight double-doubles in a row, mm-hmm. and he's going big with these double-doubles. Like, we're not talking about 12, 12 points and 10 rebounds. We're talking about six straight games of... 30 point 29 has been the lowest amount of points he scored in the last six games and even the rebounds you know 17 12 10 10 17 19 you know he added seven assists one game he had six steals another game had a couple blocks in another game i mean he has been an absolute monster isn't there there another category we're forgetting uh which one did i forget i think you're thinking forgetting about the threes yeah we're not talking about But either way, I mean, 64, 73, 55, 54, 51, 64, those have been the returns that you've been getting from him. 
Um, so even though he's above 10K right now, the price has been yes, holding too. It's you know it's it's been sitting at 10.3 for since January 7th as well. So DraftKings doesn't want to raise the price. I don't want to uh, raise any questions. You know. Yeah. Like, hey. I mean, like like I said, if you're getting 6x value out of a guy that's 10K and he's doing it consistently, and then on top of that, you may also have. DeAndre Jordan out again in this game, mm-hmm. so I mean it's just going to be a, as soft a matchup as you can possibly get in a in a pretty high paced game with a guy who has been you know pretty much one of the you know nobody has ever argued the talent that DeMarcus Cousins has. You know mm-hmm. people have argued his commitment, people have argued that he's a little bit of a head case, but I mean if you know anything about basketball and you watch this guy play at all, he is. He has the ability to be the most dominant player on the floor, no matter who's playing, no matter who else is on the floor with him. He's just so big, so strong, so athletic, and so skilled that, you know, it's not crazy for him to put up these numbers. It's not even like, you know, somebody else put up numbers, uh, you know, six games in a row at 30 points and, you know, 15 rebounds as an average. We'd be like, man, this guy's playing amazing. Like, with the Marcus Cousins, it's just like, eh, it's just what, it's what he does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, I think that, you know, when we talked about using some of those salary savers, this is one of the guys I was talking about as far as big guys that I want to make sure I save some money to, you know, be able to pay up for. Because I definitely want to have some exposure to Cousins in my lineups, cash and GPP on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, as uh, me as well, too. Uh, and I know you don't want to mention it, and it's we always sound like we're joking about it, too, but we still have to talk about it because um, the rebounding numbers have been crazy, and he's hit 10 threes in the past five games. So, you know, and that's it's all part of the package right now, and it's part of the reason why um, to, uh, the Sacramento Kings can't um, take a guy who uh, – who you know can just bang and foul him and say we're just take our biggest guy and try to keep him out of the paint, limit him to jumpers because he's been scoring all over the floor. Uh, this is an absolute monster. He the Sacramento Kings almost blew a like you know 18 point lead against Utah that was actually you know stretched out to um, for the majority of the game down the fourth quarter. They played horrible in the fourth quarter, but Demarcus Cousins threw them on their back um, there in the in the end. And you love that he's actually what's been happening with him. Uh, in these games too, is he's coming in like at the top of the fourth quarter or with 10 minutes left. This is not like Steph Curry and the mm-hmm. other guys where you get the last six minutes. The minute usage has, has climbed up. He's got a 48-minute game, double OT, 37, 36, and 39 against Utah. So he's on the floor yeah. on the usage rates through the roof, and he's he's lock chalk option there with um, you know enough uh, you know of a ceiling there to go 60 or 70 points, which you know keep, we could keep you in the mix in GPPs as well. On the flip side of that here, um, down at the bottom in in super cheap territory, but like we've talked about um, over and over, there Cody Zeller, uh, 19 and mm-hmm. 10, another double-double. This is two double-doubles in uh, the past four games. Also came up with uh, three blocks against Atlanta there. Um, so a guy that we can, you could definitely keep going to the well uh, against. Nobody is, is ever worried about power forward defense when it's Jabari Parker and the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Milwaukee Bucks have been actually getting the games into like the 110s. The, the pace is crazy right now for them. Yep. And they're sixth most uh, in fancy points allowed to the power forward position on the season. So Cody Zeller um, is the uh, cheap option if you want to pivot from or you know use him as your number two f- uh, forward uh, f- as an option there on DraftKings. Um, anybody else you want to talk about uh, aside from those two guys? We mentioned Porzingis as yep. you know, uh, the, a guy that we um, potentially get some exposure to without without um, Carmelo. So he's there. Um, we got the splash cousin also on the on the floor here, Draymond Green. 
uh, on the road at Detroit. He's been super expensive. Had a, had an ugly game there against Golden State for whatever. So does that concern you, or are you willing to go back to the well? I, I mean, I honestly am not on Draymond at all. Um, which now that you mention it, kind of makes me think maybe he'd be a decent, uh, you know, a decent Contract. tournament play. Yeah, tournament play because I feel like, like I mean, he's basically the same price as Cousins. So if you're gonna pay 10k. And you're going to ask me, which of those two guys do I want? I'm going to say Cousins right now with the way he's playing. So for me, you know, Draymond is not on my radar. But again, I mean, you know, he's a guy that that's a walking triple-double and can put it up every game. Um, some other guys who I'm looking at, though, if you're looking to save some money, you know, we talked about him yesterday, Amir Johnson. Um, again, like I said, I, I don't feel comfortable saying, telling people to go play this guy as good as he's been. Because I'm I'm not comfortable that Brad Stevens is going to keep the rotation the way it is. Um, but again, he's been playing 27, 28, 29 minutes lately, putting up 30, 35 fantasy points and doing it at under 5K. So at the very least, he's somebody that you have to consider and take a look at here. And then the only other thing that I'm kind of looking at, a couple guys who I rolled with last night and who have decent game logs lately... How do you feel about the the Lakers' power forwards? You know, I mean, we joke all the time about how we think Julius Randle should be getting more minutes. Um, He actually did get more minutes than Nance yesterday. He played 29. Nance only played 22. Both guys actually put up decent returns. You got 30 fantasy points out of Randle, which was good for 6x, and you got like 27, I think, out of Nance, which was good for like 5.5x. They're playing Utah here, which is normally a, a bad matchup. You know, Utah has been playing games that have been a little bit lower scoring since Gobert came back. You're probably still not going to have Favors. I don't know when Favors is going to be back because mm-hmm. he's never really out. He's always questionable, but the guy's been questionable for like a month right now. Yeah. So at some point, you're just like, okay, I'm not even going to worry about it. But, you know, the the rumors are he's coming back soon. I'm still waiting to see when that soon would be. So, mm-hmm. you know, the only other cheap options that I'd really kind of kick around a little bit are Nance and Julius Randle. But for like five or $600 more, you can still get Cody Zeller, who you mentioned already. And I feel like I, I think Zeller's safer because he's not splitting time with somebody like these two guys are. But I think that Nance and, and Randle are both interesting options. But again, you know, more for a tournament, I would assume, than cash because I just don't have the certainty of who's going to get more minutes, and I don't know if either one of these guys really have upside as long as they're splitting minutes. Yeah, you know what, and Utah is a team that does not run and gun much, so that concerns me as well, like the the, the level of pace. Because they're priced similarly, and um, Julius Randle has been getting slightly more minutes, I would, if I'm going to choose between the two, I would probably go Julius over Randle. We used to be able to take advantage of Larry Nance when he was like in the 3,700 range last month there, you know, and and feel good about like 35 fantasy points being 8.5x. That's not the case now when he's actually going to be priced like $100 or $200 ahead of Julius Randle. So rather than do that, I would actually pivot from Trey to to Trey Lyles if uh, we know Derek Favre is going to continue to be out there. He actually had one of his best games of the season there against Sacramento with 19 points. Hasn't been rebounding a ton, but has been scoring at a, at, at a bigger clip and, you know, 38 minutes uh, there. And he's actually played 32 minutes or more in three of the past five. And if you count the San Antonio game, that was 29.52 you know, on the floor there. So that would be four out of six. 
And, you know, the price has risen up to 4100 but that's still almost $1,000 cheaper than Julius Randle with more minutes. And you're not going to get the rebounding numbers that you want out of, uh, the, out of them as well. But, you know, if you're going to go, you know, GPP, I would rather feel safe for saving $1,000 and applying that elsewhere, especially, you know, when we have some some big options that we wanted to get into our lineups at the point guard position and, uh, you know, potentially at, uh, at shooting guard as well. And then we have some, some big boys at the center position here that we, we need to talk about um, yeah. there in a few moments. But before we talk about that, we got to let all the business owners, Benny, are you starting a business anytime soon? Have you thought about it? Or is this 2016 your year to go, you know, LLC on us? What, what's, what's your thoughts here? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any plans to start a business. I'm pretty happy working for the numerous outlets I'm working for at the moment, and I don't have any free time in my day as it is right now. So, Well, if you were thinking about starting out your business and you didn't have any free time, uh, you may be able to do it yourself here with Wix.com. So no matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you because they're used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget, scheduling appointments, or building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, time to put a bow on the show here with your top options at the center position. Let's talk about what you got here. Yeah, I actually want to throw one more power forward out there that I, I completely forgot about until I just saw that, um, you know, Marcin Gortat is probably, I don't know, they're saying he's projected to return on Saturday. But if he's not in, I also kind of like Nene a little bit because um, he's only like 4K over on DraftKings. I'm not sure what his price is on FanDuel. I didn't play him over there this week. But uh, I think he's viable as a power forward punt option if you needed one. Yeah, he is. Watch me whip, watch me Nene, for sure. That's it. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, had to yeah, put a, together some uh, so a couple of string of nice games, and Cortot doesn't look like he's going to be close. It is um, Boston, but they are at home, so mm-hmm. um, and the price is super affordable. So I, I could see you getting some exposure there as well. Um, in that, I would prefer actually Nene over Randall and and Nance for the same reasons. If you wanted like a little bit more yeah. consistent rebounding option with a a better ch- ch- chance at the double double bonus, Nene is a better play than uh, Trey Lyles. For yeah, instance. he's he's probably still going to play the same twenty five minutes that you're going to get out of like a Randall or a Nance too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think his production will be a little bit better in that time. Especially, I mean, again, the matchup against Boston at the center spot is actually pretty good. So yeah. You know, it's not a bad spot for him. But to keep kind of with the theme of guys that are injured and and opening up value, if DeAndre Jordan's out, to me, Cole Aldridge is almost like a must-play. You know, if you're worried about how you're going to fit Chris Paul and, you know, the Marcus Cousins in the same lineup, you know, Cole Aldridge is the guy that unlocks that path to be able to do that for you. He was 3,100 the other night without... um, you know, DeAndre Jordan out. He played 24 minutes, put up 33 fantasy points, 19 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Um, Again, you know, that was like an 11X kind of game. But at 3K, you don't even need that much out of him. He can give you like eight points and eight rebounds and get you 22 fantasy points. And at 3K, that's, you know, going to be enough where, you know, it's not going to hurt you. So, 
He's a guy that has a safe 20 to 25 point floor, and he has upside that we've already seen of like 30 to 35 points in a couple games where he's been able to get in there and play a little bit. So for me, the cheap option that I'm going to go that I think can unlock a lot of that value is going to be Cole Aldridge there. Now, if I'm going and paying up here, I don't think I want to take Brooke Lopez against Atlanta, and I'm not a huge fan of uh, Andre Drummond at his price against Golden State. So I'd be looking in like a little bit below him. Um guy like Greg Monroe has been unbelievable lately. He's going to be going up against Cody Zeller defense, um, which, again, shouldn't be all that great, although Cody Zeller did shut down Al Horford the other day, which was about as surprising as anything I've ever seen. Um, but Greg Monroe, in his last seven games, has gone 41-39-46, had a bad game against Dallas where he only had 24 fantasy points. And then 34, 33, and 41. He's still below 7K. He's given you, you know, 5 to 6X value in six of his last seven games. He's playing a little more minutes. The last three games he's seen an average of 34 minutes, put up an average of 24 points, has five games in a row with, you know, 12 rebounds, basically. So if he's going to be getting you, uh, you know, 24 and and 12 kind of double-double, I think for under 7K, he's a guy that I'd be willing to spend up on. And probably the top option that I'd be willing to spend up on. Um, the only other guy who I've kind of been kicking around has been uh, Jaleel Okafor. And he's kind of been hot and cold lately, so I don't know if I love him. His price is about $1,000 cheaper than Monroe. So he's only about 6 k needs to get you about 30 fantasy points. You know, 36 or more would be the upside you need for tournaments out of him. I don't feel safe enough to use him in cash, but I think that he's a viable option for tournaments going up against a, a weak Portland front line. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you there as well. I'm actually looking for a bounce-back game out of Al Horford uh, in this spot. He had a terrible game um, with just 2.2 rebounds and a blowout loss to Charlotte, but before that he paid off uh, 9.7x, 7x, and 6.5x. So he was been uh, playing at a super strong level, and Brooke Lopez is always a guy that you can uh, – um, make a case for. So I love the call with Greg Monroe in that spot too against uh, Zeller defense as well. But uh, Al Horford to me is a little sneaky play because people are like wondering if he got injured or I had to do some research. He just played terrible in a blowout loss. And I, I think he's in line for a great bounce back there as well. Now on the uh, GPP radar side, so I love the Cole Aldridge play. Um, my only question that I have is that DeAndre Jordan has had since Wednesday to Saturday to, to, to recover from this whole pneumonia bout there as well i mean so and it could be anywhere from like definitely not playing to um yeah he's back in the lineup we have no idea so mm-hmm. um but pneumonia is kind of a serious thing so uh, i'm i definitely gonna have all the cold orders i can handle um if uh at least for gpps if he sits the, having said that um demarcus cousins is a guy who has been getting opposing bigs into a lot of foul trouble all season long so i'm not going to have 100 percent exposure but i do want some definite gpp shares with cole alders in that spot rudy gobert to me is a guy had that also you can sort of take a gpp flyer on i expect the price to, to continue to start diving here because he's been back and the minutes have been like in the 25 to 30 minute range and the production has sucked overall so you know you're like oh well if he sucks why do you want to play him well it's because it's roy hibbert okay roy hibbert bottom four in terms of dvp allowed uh at the center position there and you know the other spot that i was trying to take advantage was brooke lopez defense and i've already mentioned al horford uh and the brooklyn nets are in um third worst overall in fantasy points allowed to the center position so we've targeted some top options there uh that you can get your hand uh get, get a handle on there as well i mean the top option in terms of defense is mason plumley but mason plumley you we know 
know, doesn't get a lot of minutes. You know, it's, sometimes it's a 31 minutes like OKC. Sometimes it's 20 minutes for six points and six rebounds. So it's super mm-hmm. inconsistent and a little bit more sketchy than the other plays that we've we've talked about at the I would rather, you know, go all in on on it or get Cole Aldridge into my lineup on a GPP knowing that um DeAndre Jordan is out and and uh and he and have him cheaper rather than hope Mason Plumley, you know, you know, produces that a bigger role and, and can handle Julia Okafor. So Yeah. Um, I actually how, to be honest, I actually like Myers Leonard more than I like Mason Plumley. Myers Leonard's a much better him. score. Yes. Yeah. And um, you know the problem is, is they hate on him. You know they're like, I, I, I don't get it. He was the starter at the beginning of the year, and then he basically got Wally pipped. He got hurt, and now all of a sudden he's coming off the bench. They still feel know. like they need to keep playing <coughs> something minutes for whatever reason, and it just yeah. it's like a Larry Nance Jr. Julius Randle situation. And um, Meyer Leonard is a Julius Randle in the spot, the more talented player yeah. who's not starting, and we can't figure out why he can't win more minutes. You know, yeah. So now let me let me bounce one more off of you while we're while we're here before we finish up centers. How do you feel about Robin Lopez? I've been liking Robin Lopez. I've been in, you know, um, and you know, whenever he gets to a matchup where he has like a a big big on the other side, like in the last matchup when he was playing his brother, you know, he's in line for probably closer to thirty minutes than the twenty to twenty two that he had been getting in some other games. There, that's that's, at, at that's the exact point I was gonna make too. Is like when they play a bigger a team that has a big center like mm-hmm. Marcus All here, even though it's not a great matchup. I, he's so cheap that I'm worried less about the matchup than I am about the minutes that he's going to get. Because when they play a team that doesn't have a true center, you know, they wind up going with Porzingis more. Although they've been playing Lopez and Porzingis together now that Carmelo's out. So it's a little bit tougher. But if you look at Lopez's game logs, I mean, his floor over the last seven or eight games has been about 5x. And he's shown the upside to give you, I think he got like a 7 or 8x in one of those games and a couple 6x games. Like, he's still only around 5k, so he can get you 30 points if he's going to play 25 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't know if I'd love the matchup here with Memphis, even though I do expect him to play closer to 30 minutes in this one if Carmelo's out. But, you know, I just wanted to mention him because I think that he's a viable option and he's he's been playing well and I've seen his name on a lot of you know, winning rosters lately. So I just wanted to make sure that we kind of mentioned his name and talked about him a little bit for everybody out there. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. So we've been looking at, in terms of exposure, there as a, a consistent 30-minute option. And I've talked about all season long about how Marcus Hull is a bad rebounder and, you know, at, at the center position for him being, you know, all pro first team or whatever you want to call it for, all NBA. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel like he has potential to, Get you six x with a like a cheap little double double twelve points and ten rebounds or something like that. So um, th- there's some opportunity there as well. Uh, I, it's probably going to be like third tier in terms of GPPs because I think there's a couple different ways we can go. You know, like we mentioned with Al Horford and Greg Monroe are definitely two two of the safer options that we don't have to pay a ton for. But if we're paying up for Cousins or paying up for Chris Paul, you may need you you're gonna have to go salary saver at somewhere in that spot and. Uh, Robin Lopez may be the guy that you need to use. All right, that is going to wrap it up for this show and for the week of the Rotowire Fantasy. I'm um, sorry, Rotowire DFS 
podcast. You can check out the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball podcast as well. Benny and I will be back on Monday hosting that, along with two more shows that we'll roll out for you on Monday, the the, the Monday and the Tuesday edition of the Rotowire Davis podcast. Don't forget, we're now six days a week, so you can uh, share and subscribe on uh, Stitcher, on iTunes, uh, and uh, over at rotowire.com slash podcast. So don't forget to check us out on Twitter as well at uh, BennyR11 for Benny and at JoshHayesFS for me. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you.